0: Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville.
1: Greetings and welcome to another CSRM podcast. We continue to go through the book, Sent. Today, we're going to look at chapter 10. I am joined with a couple of staff members here. We have Scott Stedman, our producer, and he is spinning the dials here, and Dr. Greg Linville, the author of the book. Greg, for the sake of time, I'm going to jump right in in chapter 10. Uh, you begin with this phrase, moving from to moving to. So what are you talking about? And uh, dive right in and help us have a conversation here.
2: As a, as a summary to the to the book, that's how this chapter functions. And it tries to simplify and maybe just hone in on some of the key principles. And we've talked about sacred cows. We've talked about, we've always done it that way. How can we do it? And here's a couple of things that are just summaries of this book. The first one and moving from and moving to is moving from sports activity. We have a softball league and we get the umpires lined up and we get the field mode and the lines down and the lineup and do all that kind of stuff. And we forget about, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta do a devotional. And you, you, the, the field's immaculate. The lineup is, it's, Position to win the game, but we we don't win in the spiritual battle. It's got to move from sports activity to gospel centric mission. Uh, so I, I'm going to read this because I think it's just right out of the book on page 142. Unless there is a no compromise, ruthless dismantling of any sports, rec, and fitness activity. That are not rooted in mission, there will be little if any progress in mobilizing and enabling the overall ministry to effectively fulfill the Great Commission. If you're not intentional on evangelism, it's going to be accidental at best. That last phrase is what I just said. So we've got to be committed to it. It It's, we, it's as it said. It's got to be ruthless, accepting no substitutes. We've got to move from activity to gospel-centric missions. Let me put this in. Too often, local churches hire somebody who has been a great athlete or coach. You know how to do sports ministry. No, they know how to do sport, but they don't know how to do ministry. They don't know how to do mission. And maybe they can be trained, and maybe it's not the wrong person, but that's just one example. This isn't you, you would never trust a pulpit, the congregation would never tr- trust a pulpit to a public speaker who's been an excellent orator. Now, if they've been trained theologically, they've been trained in how to preach and teach and all that, then certainly if they if they've got these gifts as an order, it's all the better. But some of our best some of our best sports ministers were failures as athletes, or at least they didn't get very far in their athletic career. Uh, and P.F. Myers, our international guru, he talks about how many times he was cut off of teams. And now he's still a pretty good athletic guy, healthy, strong, all that. But you get what I mean there. All right. The second moving from is from sports sports ministry volunteers they're just volunteers you know to gospel-centric missionaries this is key the people that are doing this again it's kind of like the first point it's just not that they know how to coach but they're coaching with a mission they have to embrace that they're there to help the people get better in their athletics enjoy their athletics, but also to come to faith in Christ and grow in that faith. The third moving from is from a focus on mission only on the foreign to a, to a focus, too, on the the local. And follow me on this one, guys. If, in fact, the goal is foreign missions, because we think the world needs to be one to Jesus, we all agree with that. That's why CSRM has some 50 people, 50-odd people, and many of us are very odd, but 50-odd people around the world, because we believe in reaching the whole world. We're there. But follow me. Well, the better you do in your local mission means that there will be more people participating in your congregation, which means there will be more money. And... There will be more people that can actually go as foreign missionaries and be as this book says sent so moving from a focus only on foreign to local and it's both but one can lead better to the other fourth one moving from mega and three r models now remember an either or. I'm only going to do the platform proclamation with a high-profile athlete or coach, speaking to a large group crowd, to the large group of people. Or I'm just going to do we're going to do the league week after week after week after week, repetitive and relational and redemptive. Moving from doing those separately to moving them as an integrated way, using them both in the local church's outreach. The fifth moving from is from proclamational preaching to incarnational proclamations, meaning that we move from only proclaiming the gospel with our lips to taking what we talked about earlier in earlier episodes, that we proclaim the gospel by our lives, by how our leagues run, by how the facilities are updated and 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 and, their, and the upkeep of them that how we actually treat people, and it's organized, it's on time, it's, it's considerate, sensitive. We do all that as a proclamation, and then we affirm our proclamation with our words, and that's what we call incarnational, in the flesh, that we are proclaiming it in the flesh, how we live, how we operate, and then we proclaim it also with our lips. We affirm it with our lips. So we move from just having somebody get up and give a platform proclamation to it being an an entire encompassing wave forward. The next one is moving from membership funded to mission funded. So this, this can confuse people a little bit, but that the, the membership funded to mission funded membership in the league membership in the fitness class, that their fees pay for this. Now we're not saying you shouldn't charge fees, but we're saying that the basics of this needs to be funded out of the mission budget of a local church. This is local mission funded out of a mission budget. Then all the fees that people pay can add to it. And, The last one, then, is moving from ministry silos to ministry integration. How can we not just have an outreach over here with sports, track, and fitness, and then have all the other stuff that goes on in the church? And here's some examples, and there's a list of it in a book on page 144. How about children's pastors that deliver the weekly devotions to the youth sports teams? How about youth pastors who become coaches In the youth league? How about women ministry leaders attending and maybe even leading fitness classes? How about men's ministry leaders coaching or at least playing in the softball league that the church has? How about family ministry leaders directing the co gender volleyball leagues? How about singles pastors organizing ultimate frisbee pickup games prior to a Lord's Day evening? session around a bible study how about sports ministers leading a lord's day morning bible study or horrors have them preach occasionally from the pulpit senior pastors that include unchurched sports rec and fitness outreach participants in their hospital visits that the the sports folks say Here's somebody in our league, doesn't go to our church, they're in the hospital. When you're over there, stop in. How about senior adult pastors that would participate or maybe coach or lead a team in a golf league or a bowling league or a shuffleboard league? How about administrative pastors that might organize a bike or a hike group? These are just some ways that we can integrate this Moving from ministry silos to ministry integration. Let me stop there. Guys, what do you think?
1: Greg, those are super practical ideas, and I know the church functions best when those things happen. And and I think it, it really means that if if we can have any sort of influence on our local church, no matter what role we we are serving in, um, if we can push down those silos. Um, and, and help people to see we've, we've got opportunity here to act like a a missionary in our community. And we have these people, and that's, what's so amazing about for, for the most part, sports rec and fitness, they're coming to you. And many times they're coming into your building. Um, So there's so many opportunities. If we just, if we push down those silos, have conversations, develop a strategy to make sure that, we're doing whatever we can to to build those relationships which leads to that incarnational proclamation which i love greg i think that is a great explanation as to as to what we should want as ministers we want to equip people to be missionaries wherever they go and so if if that's happening we know that dedicated disciples can be made but it takes the church i think many times just pausing and thinking through all of their strategies to see how the silos are built up and how we can knock them over so that we can be more effective. And so if we can be the catalyst for that, if we can start the conversations thinking through, okay, why why does the children's pastor only do the children's ministry thing? Why can't there be crossover? Um, many of us know that for a lot of our leagues, uh, the numbers are, for for the most part, in the average congregation, going to be much higher with children's age groups for for basketball, soccer, things like that. And so the amount of kids and families who are coming to your church, the children's pastor would absolutely love to get access to those families because that's opportunity. And the sports minister would absolutely love for the children's pastor to help come and speak or, or volunteer. So I think there's opportunity. We just have to make the effort to make those conversations happen. So those, those are my my initial thoughts there
2: let's keep going on this moving from ministry silos and the ministry integration. And there's a few things that are really key here. The first one is to create in the sports and rec area in that silo opportunities that are very attractive to those who are far from Jesus. So that then our people that sit in a a pew on a Lord's day morning, that they can invite their neighbors and friends and coworkers and, and fellow students into that. That's creating, that. that's the first thing to break down these silos. The second thing is to to create then bridges to the congregation, next steps, if you will. And and that's got to be very much thought through by the entire staff of the church. Okay, we've got them in here. Now, how do we move them from there to this, from there to this, from there to this? Going back to our second book in the series, The Two Dysfunctions. The two disconnects, and the, the first one is to get them into our sports outreach community. The second one is from there to the church. Not to confuse you, another area here to help us move to the integration of these silos is to create a conducive culture. And at this point, I'm going to take just a, a moment to speak directly to senior pastors, administrative pastors, and what is called the worship leader. By the way, my my belief is that the Holy Spirit is the worship leader and a person that holds the guitar Or plays a piano is simply following that lead okay be that as it may you've got to enhance and expand the welcome to the unchurched into the church that first appearances are very important they need to be clear they there needs to be concise directions when they pull in a parking lot where do they park from the parking lot where they go and in the facilities there needs to be signage. How, how, where do I go? Where do I go? And there needs to be welcome people, people out in the parking lot, people that are at the doors, people in the hallways, name tags, clearly designated. Because you got to understand that when a person has never been in church, they don't know, they don't get this. And it's kind of like it, when we go to uh, a live theater, or we go to a ball game, or we go to some different religious we go to a jewish funeral or a, an islamic whatever wedding you know we don't know what to do we need people to help us name tags vests something to communicate and then in the church service in the bible study we got to minimize religious language and jargon brother are you washed in the blood I hope I'm out of here. I hope I'm never washed in the blood. What is this crazy man talking about? Provide Bibles to all who come and refer to page numbers rather than books of the Bible. They don't know. Assume that the message is going to be heard by unchurched. So when you say, turn to 2 Timothy and a person in a pew saying, I don't even know who 1 Timothy is. How am I supposed to turn to the guy that 2 Timothy? I didn't even know there was more than one Timothy. And so you get the idea you've got to make these things conducive and then follow up. Somebody comes, you've got to have somebody following up with those people. So I I know our time is short and I don't want to go, but this gives you an idea that you've got to make this transition easier for the non-churched.
1: And uh, we are running short on time here. But, Greg, I, I think this, and I love what you said, uh, the entire staff has to be on it. And so senior pastors, if you just heard that, um, as, as you do your calendar planning, like a lot of churches do, um, make sure you include the sports rec and fitness ministries. And if there's a point person for all of that, maybe it is your your sports minister, include them, include them in the overall strategy of, of what are we going to do when all these people do come uh from the street into our gym and then in from the gym into our sanctuary. And Greg, I would I would even back it up a step further. Not only are we looking for signage and greeters and just, you know, very clear ways to know what your next step is, make sure your web presence, your social media presence is, is top notch. If COVID taught us anything in that that weird couple of years, people are checking us out online now before they ever step foot into our church building. So make sure things are clear and professional and excellent there, all for the sake of the gospel. That, that, that's the whole reason why we're doing this. The strategy is not just to build numbers for the sake of numbers. The strategy is because we are sent as missionaries. So that's all the time that we have here uh, for this podcast recording, we encourage you, buy a copy of the book sent. Uh, senior pastors, we just spent the last couple of minutes focused on you. This might be a great gift for you to buy for somebody who's leading your sports rec or fitness ministry. Give them this book, have a conversation. Uh, bring it to your elders. Ask the ask the question: what can we do to tear down those silos? What can we do to make things clear so that we can so that we can create those easy those easy pathways. Uh, so that people can get connected to our church and ultimately to Christ himself. So we're out of time here today. We sure hope you'll join us next time for the next podcast episode. Take care and have a blessed day. The CSRM Podcast is a production
0: of CSRM and their production house, Overwhelming Victory. Dr. Greg Lindell is the executive producer and Scott Stedman is the associate producer and editor. To learn more about CSRM, visit CSRM.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM podcast is the flagship member of the podcast network, Overwhelming Victory Radio. For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio, or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash ov radio. For CSRM podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.